0: to Astrology Today, coming to you taped on Sunday <laughs> from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and the Cafet region, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klohomin Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And joining me as usual is Jill Kirby, astrologer from Victoria. Welcome. Hello. Yay. Okay, so like with all my other shows, if you want to follow along with the charts or want to download them, um, you can go to my website www.cardinalastrology.ca, and this will be episode 141, which is part of a series Um, I started, we're we're sort of comparing and contrasting the uses of modern techniques with Hellenistic techniques for looking at uh, the year to come or, you know, big periods of your life and what might be happening if you've got like a slow moving transit or something. And so this week, we're going to look at what the ancients called solar revolutions. Um, and in modern parlance, it's called, they're called solar returns. And there are some significant differences to the way that they're calculated. So this week, um, I'm going to demonstrate some uh, the Hellenistic style. And if we have time, we'll get a peek at comparing um, one person's chart in both the systems. Uh, but we will do more of that because I suspect with solar revolutions, I'm yeah, it's going to take more than one episode to kind of dig into this particular technique. Okay, so as a backdrop, basically what the ancients considered was that um, what the natal chart promises, Um, doesn't isn't turned on immediately that you're born but it takes um, time lords timing techniques to it's sort of like highlighting sections of the chart and the promise that was originally instilled in what's called the radix or the root chart and so any timing techniques that the ancient use um, always refers back to the root Um, And so sometimes the root is um, just literally brought forward. Sometimes, um, you know, an aspect of the root chart will be um, uh, like stymied and then or sometimes it might be, um, you know, like expanded and improved for a year. But the technique I'm looking at right now is only for the year. So it, you know, and the year the tricky part with solar revolutions is realizing that the year starts on your birthday. So for folks that are born in January, this yearly thing kind of does what we all think is the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas for myself, like Jill, yours pretty much follows a year, whereas I'm at the other end of the scale. I'm in November. And so, for instance, this year's solar revolution for me actually started in 2021 and hasn't finished yet so yes. that yeah. that takes some you got to be paying attention otherwise you'll be looking at the wrong solar revolution yeah well and,
1: and the, uh, the modern astrology is similar in in that
0: everything re- relates back to the to the root yeah the natal the Natal. Right. yeah yes <laughs> that chart <laughs> yeah yeah one okay so uh what i thought i'd do is i i'm going to demonstrate the chart with or or doing uh solar revolutions with two different people and so i'm going to share the screen and we're going to look at the first one and what we will look at is um just exactly um okay so i'm going to make this full screen there and then move it down okay so yep this is christopher reeve um and mostly i picked this one just because he has obviously had past tense i mean he did pass actually he wasn't that old he was 52 when he passed Mm -hmm. um but he he had a significant career and then an unfortunate accident um and i actually know another person who through an accident became a quadriplegic and unfortunately the muscle tone deteriorates with that kind of disability and you know they typically don't live a long life after something like that has happened so this general
1: the the need for a breathing machine yeah i mean those tubes and stuff it's very irritating
0: to yeah yeah Okay, so we always base uh, solar revolutions on the root chart. And so when you come to a particular solar revolution, um, you have to look at um, the condition of the planets that are involved. And so in his particular case, um, you know, what is the natal promise uh, of the ascendant? Because in traditional um Hellenistic they looked at the ascendant as the person um and the only other planet that was considered personal to the person was the moon and so in his case he has both the lights just happened to be his personal planets um and so we look at the sun and we go "Hmm, well the sun is actually in detriment because it's opposite it's exaltation but then we see that it's got Saturn there. That's exalted. Venus is there. Uh, rules Libra. Um, and so this is a bit of a mixed, but I would have on first you know, glance at this, I would have gone, yeah, the sun's not entirely happy, but hey, it's got some major support there. Now we look at...
1: Well, yes. Saturn, Neptune, Venus thing gave him his chiseled
0: yes that look
1: the glamorous look. appearance
0: <laughs> yes and um we can also notice that that venus rules the jupiter up in the tenth. and if you think about the superman character that he that was the sort mm-hmm. of the role that launched him um you know jupiter can be especially in the ancient vernacular um related to the king you know, so, you know.
1: Um, and also.
0: I'm the super of man. <laughs> with, with Pluto on the ascendant, Yes.
1: Grinding Mars. I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Very powerful presence, I'm but sure. going to be Superman,
1: I think. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Exactly. So we sort of understand his natal promise. Um, and, you know, it's, one at first blush would say you know why did this guy end up not having a very long life and the only clue that i could see um from the natal promise is uh that the moon rules the 12th house of self-undoing and this is in the ancient vernacular um Mm -hmm. and uh the fact that jupiter which rules that moon, also rules the eighth house, which is quite commonly associated with uh, threats to life, the eighth house. And so, but otherwise it's a night sect chart. So the moon and Mars together wouldn't necessarily be a negative thing in a night chart because Mars is not the malefic. That's really bad. Saturn is, but they are in Sag. And so Jupiter being in its exaltation in Taurus, or no, the moon's exaltation and Jupiter ruling the moon. It's almost like Jupiter has a little too much sway here. Is um, and
1: for me, looking at the involvement of the moon and Mars in two different yachts,
0: yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so I'll just point out for the radio listeners, what she says with the yod is if you do see the charts on my website, um, it's a slash with an inverted V, and that's a 150 degree aspect. And in this case, it's quite exact. It's the green ones. <laughs> yeah, the green ones. That's right too. Yes, if you can see the color on the chart on your screen, it's green. Yeah, certainly, yeah.
1: in Western, it's often often yes associated with health difficulties and challenges.
0: Yeah, yeah, challenges in general. Totally. Okay, so and the malefic that is not of the sect in favor does rule the sixth house of illness and things like that so you know i mean otherwise it's a pretty nice chart so
1: yeah and saturn tends or capricorn can be chronic stuff too
0: yeah yes exactly exactly with chiron
1: in there to
0: (laughs) to boot yes yeah Okay, so our first chart I thought I'd look at is uh, the solar revolution, the year that he got chosen for um, his big role that was to launch his career. And so what we have here in the solar revolution is we have Gemini rising with Jupiter, which I thought was interesting because in the ancients way of looking at solar revolutions, you do pay particular attention to planets that um, natally were on the angle. And then if they show up again on Mm. an angle, and so his 10th house, Jupiter is now on the first house. So that would immediately alert us to a year in which some career thing could happen. Um, And then we have Mercury ruling this ascendant. And I wanted to highlight that his Mercury is what's called in the heart of the sun. It's the same degree as Mercury. And so in the Hellenistic model, depending on how close a planet is to the sun, um, the, planet can, uh, the sun can burn up planets so that they don't quite function as well as they might. But if they're in the same degree, it's considered in the heart of the sun and it, all, it elevates them. It makes them even stronger. Mm -hmm. And so this would be a year in which Mercury, which is natally in his third, and I see this here, it could be siblings, it could be, I mean, a lot of attention is paid to the third house, he's got like four of the seven planets, he's got this major stellium in Libra in the third, but the third is also, besides relatives and siblings, it's also skill and language. Um, and, um, you know, like Jill pointed out, he's got this attractive look to him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dexterity. And, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it fits with the idea of developing a skill third house like acting. Okay. So we've got that Gemini, which is ruled by the Mercury. And
1: I think, I think in the Gokuland system. Jupiter near the midheaven is associated with actors as well.
0: Oh, is it? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay. So the other thing that we look at is natally, where is the ascendant now? Because that takes the person themselves and puts it somewhere. So we know that third house is rising. So matters concerning the third house are rising. Um, That happens to be Leo now. Um, And so, you know, that's, that was where the ascendant is. So anything that he's developed natally, um is now um, part of what's arising and what they said that he had to do is they were going to make him wear a bodysuit so that he looked like he was buff but he said no 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 i will become buff and so he did this massive workout thing in order to you know create the physique that was required because he walked into the part as a some sort of skinny rail which you see him in the movie, and you think, "Huh?" <laughs> but he did. He, you know, when he got the role, he said, "No, no, I'll put it on." So he gained like twenty kilos or something of muscle and well, and the that's rest not, of it.
1: Yeah, and that Moon Mars mm-hmm. they're conjunct exactly in the
0: in yes, the exactly. And the Sun now is in the fifth house, which mm-hmm. is acting and playing and being seen on, you know, wanting to be seen, um, pleasure. I mean, yeah.
1: I and mean, in trying with his Jupiter.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the natal promise definitely stepped forward in this particular case for this year. Um, and you know, it was probably one heck of a ride. Um, Pluto there, which is on the ascendant, um, you know, I see it as sort of adding the power to that moment, to that year. Yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, interesting that Saturn and Neptune were conjunct in the natal, but they're trining now. So,
0: yes. Again, yes.
1: You know, yeah. You know, the physicality with the glamour part. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so, you do want to look at what repeats in um, you know, the solar revolution that you are looking at. So uh, of particular note here is, again, a huge mashup of Libra, like it was in uh, the natal chart. The fact that uh, the moon and Mars are again in the fifth house. They're in a different sign, but they are, as Joe pointed out, exactly conjunct. And, and on so-
1: the degree that Na- Neptune had in the natal one
0: oh yes yes exactly and so the promise here it was like a big stamp went out from the universe and said no this is your year you know and it did it launched his career now in wikipedia it said that the subsequent he did three more movies with superman they didn't they weren't received as well but he did such a good job for his part in it that it became sort of a you know it's a thing in the culture Yeah,
1: you know, yeah.
0: him as superman yeah and
1: venus was back where it was when he was
0: exactly yep yeah. yeah almost to the degree it's yeah. 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 yeah 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 so you when you're looking at solar revolutions if you find this kind of a mashup where the natal promise is being reinforced and you know repeated then you know it's going to be a significant year yeah
1: pluto's on the midpoint of that sun moon
0: oh yes it is too <laughs> 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 you he couldn't have gotten away <laughs> well <laughs> oh dear was, yeah, crazy. yeah and and the uh, eclipses that year would have gone from his you know fourth to his tenth as well yeah So the eclipses were sort of on board for his rise. Okay, so now the next chart that I looked at was the year that he, oh, one second. Oh, I can't pause. I can't, hello, come on in. 15 minutes, so we'll figure it out. Okay, where was I? Um, Right, okay, so this is the chart of, the year before is when, you know, before he had his accent, that was the year he actually bought the horse that had the problem uh, or that created the problem. And so I thought, well, let's see if there was any foreshadowing of a problem. And then it dawned on me, duh, uh, 12th house is large animals. Sixth house is like dogs and cats. But the 12th house in the ancient system was horses and cattle and all of that kind of stuff. So what do we have rising the year that he buys the horse? Cancer, which is natally his 12th house. (laughs) So I thought, okay, that kind of fits. (laughs) So then the next thing that I noticed um, is, again, we have another mashup in Libra, um, which just what are the chances that significant years have this kind of a mashup? And so it's Jupiter with Mercury and Mars and putting Jupiter in there that far away from the sun, the sun doesn't have an impact on it. Fourth house can be traditionally um, the, you know, the house of death or somebody dying. Um, Obviously, it didn't happen this year, Um, but it does emphasize that Libra because it is on the angle and putting Jupiter, Mercury, and Mars together, that's like, wish- Jupiter,
1: Jupiter's on that Neptune degree again.
0: Exactly. So it over. Jupiter, yeah. Sorry. Jupiter
1: in, in Western is also large.
0: Large. Oh, okay. Large animals. And-
1: which has a horse in its symbol.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So um my brain just farted again. I'm sorry, folks. Okay. So, um, but the Lord of what's rising. So 12th house, which is also about self-undoing. And so the moon that rules that, which the natal promise sort of suggests that the moon Mars combination could create a problem in this guy's life. Um, beings, the original natal promise is moon Mars. It's, um, uh, you know, this this is like too much joy of freedom without a lot of paying attention to details. One could put it that way. <laughs> right?
1: Sagittarius, which is... The one sign that has a horse
0: in it. Yeah, yeah. So one could see where a person could get carried away. And um, yeah. Okay. So now we have in uh, this chart. So this did, I thought, foreshadow what was going to happen the next year. We've got the moon in the 8th which is trauma, injury, and can be death with Saturn. And again, this is a night chart. So this Saturn goes not for life. It's not going to be supportive of life uh, with Saturn in the eighth house. Um, And that famous um, fifth house, which is where that moon Mars is, well, we've got Pluto there. Um, And so, I mean, typically it wouldn't have been noticed obviously by the ancients but we will notice the fact that pluto is squaring that saturn so Mm -hmm. yeah a little foreshadowing here so you might have said when you know if you had a done a chart for him you know the year that he bought the horse um, you might have noticed the mercury jupiter mars and said you know you're gonna want to be careful not too enthusiastic (laughs) you know because you could get carried away with yourself and eighth house is that's not a good place for the moon anyway i suspect he didn't see an astrologer
1: <laughs> well and, and natalie he's got that jupiter in conjunct to his moon Martin. yes so
0: yes. Yeah.
1: he's not tending, tending to be careful enough
0: yeah yeah generally. okay so here we go now for the actual year which was just the next year okay so here we have the, the solar revolution. It's not obviously on the date that it happened. I Down below, I do have um, the day that it happened against his chart. So we know it's a significant year. Why? The sun is right on the ascendant. So it's very much about him this year. Um, but one might have looked at it at first blush and said, oh, um, you know, your career may be doing something important again because you know he does have a leo rising now he's got the ruler of the ascendant right on the ascendant um but then you start to look a little closer and you go oh but we've got mars in cancer on the 10th Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: if we think back to where that cancer is it's actions that could create self-undoing
1: well, especially opposite
0: Uranus. Yes, and then there is this, and again, but, you know, the, obviously back in the day they wouldn't have known this, but it also, um, you know, for us, we have that bonus point of being able to see such a powerful combination. And again, it squares that natal Neptune, right? Neptune is squaring itself. Um, and they're from the fourth house, which is classically considered um you know, when people leave the planet, it's the bottom of the chart. Okay. So the other piece that.
1: The other piece is Mercury in that
0: T-square. Yes, exactly.
1: Mars Mars and Uranus. I mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, his, he was uh, winning. He was doing the moon Mars thing that year. Um, He was totally, you know, winning competitions with him and his horse. Uh, You know, so it was looking good, but the foreshadowing, look where Saturn is. Saturn, and it's still a night chart, so Saturn is uh, the malefic knot of the sect of favor. It's in the sixth house. And so it's in Pisces, which I thought was kind of, it rules that Jupiter. And in the foreshadowing, that Jupiter was prominent. Um, and it's also Jupiter on the 10th natally. And so Jupiter rules that with Saturn there. And so if he gets too expanded, if he gets too uh, optimistic, um, and Saturn would say something chronic and long term.
1: And moon, moon squaring it.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Moon is, you know, natally conjunct the Mars.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The moon itself is in the ninth house, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. And I did read in one of the biographies that uh, the reason why he didn't just check out and commit suicide right at the very beginning was Robin Williams came oh. to visit him within oh. a week after it had happened, or a week after he'd come out of the coma, and you know said he was he was there to be a proctologist, which we all know what they do right <laughs> and it just it it was the first time he laughed and his connection to robin williams was they went to the, uh, the juilliard school of acting together and so they you know they knew each other and that that snapped him out of it well, yeah. I, just,
1: I just the mars in cancer and moon rules that and it's squaring saturn so yes
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these charts, I mean, you know, it doesn't necessarily say that, um, you know, but again, we've got eclipses through the eighth, ninth, um, and that would be the 10th house, right? That Taurus is the 10th house. Um, and, uh, you know, Pluto has just passed hitting his Jupiter. So
1: Yeah, north, uh, south nodes just passed as Jupiter.
0: Yes, exactly. Which is contraction. And that is in the eighth house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, I I don't think you can ever predict the event that's going to happen, but you can certainly see when you're going to have
0: a difficult year.
1: Potential for more challenges in a year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I, you know, I probably would have been saying, you know, something about career and, you know, with the moon up or Mars ruling the moon, um, which, you know, goes with the moon, uh, you know, nurturing something new, (laughs) which unfortunately he did, it turned into being charities and all the rest of it.
1: Yeah, well, also... Instead of having a grouping in Libra, they've got
0: it in Scorpio. RPO. yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is not good. <laughs> okay, so this is the chart. The next one I'm pulling up is a buy wheel, and so the accident did happen in May um i've got the right location i didn't i didn't have the right time so we can't use the ascendant but look at this the moon was coming to jupiter um we have uh pluto just and then jupiter was coming to the moon so the moon to jupiter jupiter to the moon yeah yeah exactly yeah um and i also thought that that uranus which is natally here uh, was just changing signs and um, he was in a seventh house perfection which is boy are you shockingly going to be reliant on your partnerships <laughs> yeah took a yeah a huge toll on his wife for sure yes exactly and your exactly. very young child yeah yeah so we got
1: pluto at the last degree of scorpio there.
0: yeah yeah, it's gonna get you before it leaves. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's my first example. And let me just draw out my info for the next example. So the next example that I picked was our prime minister. And so Justin Trudeau has, you know, I, I think in past. Um, episodes I've kind of emphasized um, Saturn a- up there in Gemini on the 10th and his misspoken stuff right because <laughs> you know, yeah. he tends to have a huge foot and mouth disease why Mercury is with Jupiter yeah. uh, in the fourth house and so you know in such often has a flitting mouse That's disease yeah exactly exactly but you know what i wasn't focused on is just how powerful um he's got uh pluto opposite the last degree of mars in pisces and um my suspicion is is you know this is like right on the edge of between the seventh and the eighth house and so And he's got a moon in Aries, so that Mars is actually quite prominent, um, even though it's in the final degree. And so the years that I picked for him was when he went into politics. And what just sort of astounds me is he went into politics the year that Pluto goes into Capricorn. Right. So 2008 was the first chart that I started with. But because his birthday is December, I have to go the year before. Right. And so Pluto is still in Sag in this chart because for the year 2008, um, because it's, you know, his birthday is at the end of the year this is the chart I had to look at. So um, this is him getting elected for the first time to federal politics. It was just, he just became an MP, nothing more. So funny, Gemini is rising. Where's Gemini natally? 10th house, right? And so he now has a very public position. Before then, he was a school teacher, so not so much as big in the public. As he was once he became a member of parliament. Um, The other thing he has is what looks to me like the energy that it took to get him there, right? Mars opposite all of that Capricorn stuff in the eighth from the second, right? Um, Sort of speaking to, um, you know, having to move into a place where there are powerful people that are going to support him, moon and cancer, right? So taking his own, um, you know, resources and marrying them with uh, the resources of the eighth house. The other piece that I noted, of course, was Saturn, which normally is on the 10th, is now on the 4th. And a lot of people felt that he got in just... Basically, because of the his name and his father, which it's is fourth house, yeah. It's a very
1: big contributing factor. Quite yeah,
0: sure. yeah, exactly, exactly. And
1: you know, Natalie, you've got Saturn. It, it's opposing Neptune in the fourth. So.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Fourth house stuff there.
0: yeah exactly, exactly. So, um, this angular piece is something to, when you're looking at a solar revolution chart, to actually pay attention to the fact that if planets show up, if they're natally on the angle, and then they show up again on the angle of the solar revolution, it's going, that particular planetary placement is going to be significant for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the next one that I picked was him becoming the leader of the liberal party. Um, And so that happened in um, the spring of 2013. And uh, so obviously the 2012 solar revolution is the one we need. So now we're taking, and his son in um, uh, the fifth house isn't, terribly notable in his natal chart Um, but it is in terms of the fact that it's the fifth house and in hellenistic parlance that is a very fortunate house and so when we have a leo rising it calls on the fortune of this And the fortune of this, of course, is ruled by that Saturn in Gemini on the 10th. Um, But now Pluto is in like, yeah. But my suspicion is, is being in the sixth house. This is him rising up to that position um, and having um, other people (laughs) making it happen, right? Because sixth house is about, in the ancient terminology, it's about being a slave. Interesting. You've got Mars at 29 degrees again. Exactly. Exactly. Which echoes. Yeah. And an anuretic um, uh, Mars or one of the malefics, right? Um, I suspect that creates some pretty tricky energy to work with. And <laughs> it's trining the moon up there. Um, in the tenth the moon is exalted, right? Because it's now in Taurus. Um, and it's exalted why because he has powerful people that nurture him. That right? is that sounds note. Yes, yeah. There'll be a price to pay for that, yeah. And again, the um, Venus, Mercury, Mercury, which is the ruler of his ascendant, it's in the fifth house. Venus loves to be in the fifth house. That's her joy. Um, and the fifth house is, you know, it's major bonus points. And then you've got the benefic Jupiter up here in the 11th house of being, you know, standing in front of the, the audience and people applauding and, all that kind of good thing. (laughs) But Saturn's down in Scorpio, so it's not, yeah. (laughs) Venus and Mercury are echoing the degrees of Mercury and Jupiter. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Natally. Yeah. Yeah. And they're in the same sign. So again, when they come back, uh, yeah, then it emphasizes that particular arena. And it's, um, you know, the feeling I suspect he had um, was he was the right person at the right time. But with that Sun-Pluto combination, um, you know, I, it feels to me like it was orchestrated. To oh, some yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't think anybody gets in unless the plutocrats are behind them.
0: Yes, Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, for a long time now. <laughs> you know, yes. Probably since the beginning of politi- politics. Yes.
0: World. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So then in 2015, um, of course, he, um, he becomes the prime minister, the PMO. Um, and um, <laughs> all you have to do is go, oh, my God, he's got everything in the first house, um, along with Pluto. And um, it's just stunningly, you know, so it's all about him. Um, It's all about how much power he has. It's all about what he's going to say, the friends that he has. Um, And that Saturn, though, the Saturn could undo him. It's in the 12th house in Sag.
1: Opposite, exactly opposite where it was when he was born.
0: Exactly. I sign. Yep yeah Yeah. so and that that does not bode well um but it again we have to keep this in context this is only yeah. for this first year um and i personally don't remember any of the missteps he made within that first year but there must have been a few <laughs> scandals
1: popping up along the way yes yeah
0: yeah exactly exactly
1: yeah he has enough powerful friends that he's managed to uh...
0: yeah But it's, you know, it's, um, uh, it's interesting that just how powerful that first house was. Um, And, uh, you know, he's got now he's got Mars with the moon um, instead of Mars just ruling the moon. Um, And it's in the second house. So he probably felt pretty good about himself at that point in time. Daddy would be so proud. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Okay, so the last one that I looked at was, um, okay, his current chart. Um, and so, um, and the first thing that it struck me, by this point in time, I'm going, I wonder if his political career will definitely end because it started with Pluto going into Capricorn, I suspect it will end when Pluto leaves Capricorn, which is, you know, a year and a half or so away from now. So well, it's, it,
1: yeah. it's first move in next year.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting about this particular chart is it calls on Venus. And Venus, of course, natally, um, is ruled by that Saturn in the 10th. Um, You know, she's sort of off by herself in Aquarius in the 6th. But now she's sort of front and center. And she's front and center also, um, of course, because his birthday was last winter. Um, Mm -hmm. He has that Venus retrograde Pluto in the 4th house. And so if we think about what it took for him to win with that massive Capricorn punch in the first house then the relationships are starting to possibly unravel yeah, and, and that put them into office yeah well
1: i think you know i think to me too the popularity is you know in the toilet it's in the fourth house it's not <laughs> up at the top right yeah yeah um right and and she's retrograde
0: yes exactly exactly yeah. moon is in the 12th yeah ruling the 10th in this chart and look um, how close
1: that trine of moon to uh, uranus is
0: oh in the eighth yes so what he's been relying on in terms of power yeah yeah that little training is is yeah. uh, the bottom of the chart yeah exactly yeah And I also question whether or not um, his his own relationships are possibly um, being a bit challenged because that uh, moon in Aries is now in the seventh house of relationship. And the wife may be saying, look, I'm done with this. I am so done with this. Yeah. Yeah, he's
1: going to Chiron return in the seventh.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: And you've got the moon in the 12th. Mm -hmm. degree to saturn in fifth. i mean
0: yeah yeah it's
1: it's an exact and conjunct
0: yeah exactly and so you know the toll on on your extended family when you have a position like that um is huge right and he would know that i mean yeah there were a few perks but you know um i suspect it's all not just cozy and wonderful um, and yeah. Mars,
1: Mars is a fairly close square to, to that moon as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Could be exactly. some uh, hot words going on there. <laughs> yep. Yep. So it's a changing for him this year. Oh
1: yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And uh, it's interesting too, given you know his position um, with Ukraine, that that Mars. Um, is in Sag, you know, he's, he's being supportive of Ukraine in in sort of a very martial way. Mm. Uh, But that might not serve him in in sort of his position, because like you say, it it squares that moon.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he's,
1: he's not very popular with a lot of people right
0: now. No, no, this is true. This is very true. Okay, so you brought a chart and I'm hoping, because I'm assuming that we probably have about 10 minutes more to go. That um a little less, but yeah. Yeah, oh good, oh good, thank you. <laughs> Mine says 32 minutes, but obviously I forgot to start the timer, so. Um, yeah, so if I'll stop sharing and you bring up Julian's chart.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Find it first here. Um,
0: so yeah. this is Julian Assange that we're going to look at next. And mm-hmm. I need uh, to
1: oh, there I am, share screen. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> there I am. Okay. Uh, I need to do the same.
0: Yeah, so. Where am I? You can either use view or dual. Yeah, I use view and I go to dual wheels. So view, yeah, there.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. yeah, and then there. Yeah. there we, okay.
1: it's, it's just weird because I'm looking at it smaller than I used Yeah,
0: Exactly, exactly. So there we have it. And so in modern astrology, um, you set it for where the person is. And yeah. We were, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, he's been kind of stuck in, uh, in
0: London. Well, I think the prison is in London. Yeah. Um, and before that, he was in an embassy in London for um, yeah, like how been, many he, years? Yeah.
1: Well, he's been in captivity basically for more than a decade. Oh, my God. And it's kind uh, of hard to fathom. What, and now he's facing and it's his birthday. The day we're recording i know
0: i know that's why i thought no we have to we have to fit him in because it yeah. is his
1: birthday yeah, yeah so i th- I thought looking at the natal chart was interesting because sag rising definitely you know he was into spreading finding the truth finding the truth yeah. and spreading it his yeah. ruler is in scorpio but it is in his 12th house
0: yeah and
1: and neptune's right behind the ascendant so yeah i mean he's very idealistic obviously yeah. um in doing so which is good but yeah you know, 12th, but- 12th house can be you know being in captivity
0: yeah exactly
1: and his exactly. natal moon is also in scorpio in the 12th so yeah. um yeah and this is not the hellenistic style this is
0: looking yeah, at this the, is the modern yeah plus, plus it is chart so So what do you see for his year ahead? Well,
1: not only are the moon and Jupiter both in Scorpio in the 12th, they're
0: intercepted in Scorpio. So it's like he's
1: really boxed in. Yes, yes. (laughs) You know, and that's that's gotta be hard for someone with
0: a sad rising, right? Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, but but that um you know he's he's facing off against powerful forces, Saturn. On his descendant.
0: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which the descendant, uh, in Hellenistic terms, of course, is open enemies.
1: Yeah, yeah. can be can be either. Yeah. for sure. With Saturn, there it's. Uh, yeah, he's got powerful people against him. Yeah, 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 and uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting that the U.S. Mercury and uh, and his Mercury are in the same place. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah his birthday is you know
0: yeah one they, day off of the So yeah.
1: they really want to get
0: their hands on
1: him <laughs> <laughs> huh. yeah so um yeah i just thought all of that was i mean it's a very interesting natal chart yes that it his, is his son does square uh, uranus mm-hmm. yeah yeah and Chiron. So yes, he's uh, got some challenges and he's got Mars right down at the fourth house there. Yes. Also, wearing yeah. his Jupiter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that was, that's sort of uh, some of the highlights of his natal chart. Um, and then for this year, he has Libra rising. Um, he's got a uh, Very powerful configuration of uh, uh, moon and Leo in the 10th house, Mm -hmm. opposing um, Saturn down in the fourth. Yeah, that's wearing the nodal axis, including Uranus. So, in the eighth second, so
0: mm. Mm. hmm, doesn't look good yeah Yeah. No, yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it it, it's challenging he's he is he is uh appealing yeah the, the extradition so that that will take some time at least He's yeah. buying yeah. time basically
0: yes yeah Might- well saturn in the fourth opposite the moon the moon being you know normally in the 12th that will slow things down you would think yeah. And the sun
1: and the sun is sesquadrant, that's Saturn too. So
0: oh yes. And so is that particular aspect a beneficial one or a negative one?
1: No, The red ones are the challenging aspects. And okay. And it's
0: part of this the because it's a square and a half is what oh, okay. Yeah. I, right. Just for our listeners, yeah. yeah.
1: For a square is 90 degrees, you add on another 45
0: and you get us a square quadrant. So okay, square. so not a good aspect. Damn. No, it's a challenging one. <laughs> so that's from the courts, right? Ninth house. Yeah. Um, and the moon rules that, 10th house. So it will be before the courts and we'll be all watching and paying attention to it. Yeah, and yep. Venus rules the
1: ascendant in the solar return. Mm-hmm. In Gemini in the eighth. Yeah, and it's a sque to pluto in the fourth he's got again very powerful
0: enemies yes yeah so yeah. darn yeah. darn yeah. so and how how old will he be
1: he will be uh let's see 71 to 22 so um 71 to 21 would be 30 no
0: four wait a minute 40 50. 50 51 50 51 yeah so that's a fourth house perfection which is where his mars is yeah so that highlights the fourth house which is endings huh. yeah he's yeah. just going in
1: he's just going into yesterday his 55th year because yeah the solar return was yesterday yeah not today um and i i can't see because you're covered,
0: you're over oh, the, the house. there we go oh uh, you can you can move me you can oh, move I, that yeah right. you can move it yeah i can move it, right? yeah, yeah. you can okay, <laughs> okay.
1: I, yeah um i was forgetting i had control Control. <laughs> <laughs> so just, you know just looking at the seventh house which yep. uh, as you mentioned can be open en- enemies and he does have mars in there squaring pluto
0: <laughs> yes he has very
1: powerful enemies yeah yeah and they don't like him one bit he's been you know they've kept him rotting and imprisoned all this time
0: yeah
1: the u.s played a huge part in that i mean
0: yes yeah
1: we were in the courtroom you know the people from the states were in there advising the lawyers and stuff i mean yeah
0: yeah not exactly
1: a clean fight
0: <laughs> No, no, when you come up against yeah, yeah people that have unlimited resources to yeah.
1: and you know yeah. his, his big sin is that he embarrassed the US yeah because he told what they were really doing yeah yeah exactly they didn't want that no yeah and really yeah, he's, the the solar return chart has a lot more of those red lines than blue lines and the blue yes. Lines. Uh, blue lines give you some ease in the red and uh, but so is the natal chart really. Yeah. That's a little more supportive blue lines in the natal. Yeah.
0: Path. But unfortunately, the 12th house is um considered um it's never unless you're a guru, the 12th <laughs> yeah. house is not a good place.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and yeah. He's got Libra on the 12th in this yeah. natal, and he's got basically um yeah, that's rising.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, it's a
1: not not terribly encouraging.
0: But. No, no. So what we might do next week is we might take these three charts and we're going to add in uh one more piece and that's called distribution through the bounds. So what that translates into um, is, and how the ancients ever figured this out, I have no idea. There are talks that people have given that have done the translation, astrologers that have, you know, taken the cuneiform tablets and translated them and whatever from Greek or Latin or, yeah, Um, So what they would do is they would take the ascendant of the solar revolution, so the ascendant, and they would uh, move it according to some very specific rules uh, so that within the course of the 365 days of, you know, to the next birthday, the ascendant moves through that solar revolution chart. And when it makes specific aspects to the natal positions, then that's when events are triggered. And so what I plan on doing for our next episode is seeing how that fits uh, with uh, Christopher Reeve, with Trudeau. And we could look at this chart to see what might transpire during the course of this year. Yeah. Well, the other
1: thing I, I always look at is where the the solar return charts aspect. The natal, the natal. yeah. So yeah. we've got um, Saturn in, in his fourth.
0: Mm-hmm. On the Mars.
1: With the Mars. But the other thing that's interesting is that um, Uranus is basically well, actually the moon is and
0: uranus are both on the degree that it would be the
1: midpoint of this
0: oh between moon jupiter in the 12th yes creating the
1: midpoint in that. yeah in scorpio in the 12th yeah yeah so there's a number of things like that that i would look at in
0: yeah in and the, so what would be interesting is to see with the distribution through the bounds that's what it's called when you move the ascendant is when it comes to that midpoint just what point in the year that that actually will happen and what are the events that actually are transpiring in his life at that time
1: yeah yeah Yeah, basically
0: because that that actually happens pretty shortly um because uh the ascendant starts at 16 degrees of libra so to get to um you know the midpoint between moon and jupiter that's not that far off
1: no and and also that um the moon uranus nodal thing mm-hmm. is, is squaring or hitting his his north no, north south nodes right he,
0: it's squaring off of that moon, yeah moon is, moon is sitting on the south node <laughs> yep which is not good. South out is contraction, and yeah, and it is the squaring that
1: the, and the node nodes yep. are squaring that nodal axis, and is heaven as well, which brings in Mars down, down at the IC. So yeah, it's very challenging. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, when you've got that much power against you,
0: yes, yeah, uh, you, you yep. don't have a whole lot of hope. But
1: you know, he's got. it.
0: It's kind of sad, right? so. <laughs> he has to maintain hope yes oh, we- i mean yeah after all
1: he's been through i mean uh, the uh, u.n rappor- rapporteur on torture visited him and said he's being tortured yeah like when he-
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah okay anyway, yeah so do you think we've covered an hour probably getting pretty close i think we have actually I think okay have- okay we are there we are there so yeah so next week we will take these three charts again and we will look at the distribution through the bounds so jill i will send you what that looks like it's quite wild actually um there are astrology programs that will do the math because the math's not pretty (laughs) You know, so I wouldn't even look at them if it wasn't for the fact that there's a program that will do all these wild calculations for us. Um, But in the meantime, yeah, you have a good week. You folks out there in listening land, you have a good week. Hopefully I can edit out that thing in the middle. (laughs) Duh.
1: If not, it's entertaining (laughs) live.
0: Yeah, Well, they're, yeah, not quite live, but yes. (laughs) The, the moment on Sunday when you can pretend it was life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, folks. So just a reminder, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Cafet Regions, community radio station. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Woo-hoo.